0: Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House, United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. Anything you want to do with that, you can use that to... um... Get you in the direction you need to be. Bethany? Bethany. Beth. Some water. All right. If anybody, here's this. If you want, nobody didn't get one of those. So thank you, Sister Chastity. Appreciate it very much. So I um, appreciate the fact that Jakin came early before he went to Sturgis. We, we take for granted a lot of this stuff, that we think it just happens in life. This screen don't just happen. Jake gets here early on uh, Sunday mornings, and he prays, and he prepares that. He makes coffee. He gets all that stuff ready downstairs. Bethany and Texas are here early, uh, straightening, cleaning, and all that kind of stuff. And it would do you good every once in a while. Just say, hey, I appreciate you, you helping us out with that. And um, so but I appreciate Jake and come here this morning and got that stuff ready for us. And I'm thankful that Jake, and if he listens to this later, that he actually, we got out of the book of Romans 8, um, it's just kind of a punch at Jake, and the last few times he just copied and pasted the verse, but not the title reference, or the reference, and so you'd have to be here probably to see all that, but all right, <clears throat> you, you don't have to stand um, for those who are, this is the first time in this, we, we've actually kind of change the name of our adult sunday school we're calling it life class because we want to make sure that we know how to live um not only life but life more abundantly as a child of god and basically what i'm going to do today is you have a outline syllabus you basically have a lot of my notes sitting right in front of you and i have just taken out a lot of my personal references that i may say you have all my scriptures um, that I will be using unless I just think of one and throw it out there and you have quotes and several things that I'm going to share so that way you have it that paper is yours to use keep it um, if you have an email leave them on it I can email this to you it doesn't matter to me um, I'm going to try my best to do this i showed Sister Cheryl this morning say so, hey just look over this and check it somebody needs to pray for Sister Cheryl because she can't say, oh, that, that's fine. She's like, Where, where's the questions at? I said, honey, <laughs> give me a break here. But she was my proofreader outside of my actual Word document. But anyway, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about this today. Uh, any questions you may have that you may jot down right there somewhere or roll another piece of paper. My goal is I want to generate a lot of questions that will fuel life class as we go. There's a lot of subjects that we can talk about. Each one of these points that I'm going to talk about can generate multiple subjects themselves. My goal is, is I want us to be able to live this walk of God, not just barely surviving, but that we can live in such a way that we thrive as a child of God. That is the will of God, is to thrive, okay? So i got two scriptures, Proverbs 28 and 20. You can open your Bible or it's on the paper, okay? A faithful man abound. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. John 10, 10 The thief comes to accept, but to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Again, it's my desire that we were or Christians, this Christian life, that we're not like that, dwindling, trickling little stream that we talked about in the very first live class where we barely exist, but we want to live in the overflow. Anybody else want to live in the overflow of God? And if that means you're not going to struggle, that means you're going to be living in the overflow. So um, we want to work together to live on purpose. That's the whole purpose of all of this. We want to live a life that we live and walk in that redeemed power of the Holy Ghost. Last Sunday, we closed out, for now, a very huge hang-up for many born-again Christians, which is forgiveness. We talked about that subject for three or four weeks. And um, if there is any more questions with that, which I'm sure there are, you may ask me about it. But today, we're going to talk about faithfulness, all right? I have the definition for you in front of you. If you want to read it, follow me, or just listen. It doesn't matter. The American Heritage Dictionary defines faithful as adhering... Firmly and devotedly as a person, as to a person, a cause or an ideal, loyal. Having are full of faith. Worthy of trust or belief. Reliable. Consistent with truth or acutely. Um, Somebody say that word for me because I just said it wrong. There you go. Actuality. Thank you, Sister Chastity. A faithful reproduction of the portrait. Synonyms listed. Uh, With these definitions are faithful, loyal, true, constant, fast, steadfast, staunch. The the adjectives mean adhering firmly and devoted, uh, firmly devotedly to someone or something such as a person, cause, or duty that elects or demands one's fidelity. Basically somebody's very consistent with what they are doing. And in 16 years of pastoring, And over 30 years of me being in some type of ministry, the number one common factor that I have seen that has kept someone in church, and not only in church, but living in the abundance and the overflow of God is without doubt, and I've talked to other ministries, is faithfulness. Faithfulness to the things of God. So, let me start this... Today, with some quotes. They are in front of you if you want to read them. And there are some that I felt was pretty good. As I found many of them. Rick Warren, pastors, I think, in California, he said, Faithful servants never retire. You can retire from your career, but you will never retire from serving God. You want this, Sister Cheryl? Since it's not to your standard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was comparing it to another pastor that has this big, huge church. I said, you know the difference, right? He has a secretary that does that. Mm -hmm. And the pastor don't have to. (laughs) 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 All right, let me read that again. Faithful servants never retire. You can retire from your career, but you will never retire from serving God. Watchman Nee said spiritual advancement is measured by faithful obedience. Uh, You probably... I'm fixing to read the last, second to last quote on the front page. Zach Ponin. y'all can take a guess at that. I have no idea if that's how you say it. Poonan. Maybe it's Putin. I like this one. Well, not Putin. We'll leave him out of this. So, <laughs> many are called, few are chosen, but fewer are still are faithful. These are the overcomers spoken of ten times in the book of Revelation. They are disciples of Jesus who have not only been accepted by God, but who have been tested by him through many circumstances and who have been approved by him. I like that one. I like this next one, Warren Wiersbe, Warren we- maybe. We have little control over the circumstances of life. We, we need to understand that. That hinders faithfulness very much, It's circumstances of life. We can't control the weather or the economy. We can't control what other people say about or do to us. There's only one area where we have control. We can rule the kingdom inside. Isn't that incredible? The heart of every problem is the problem in the heart. It's powerful. Surely we live in a very unfaithful generation. It's hard to find people that's faithful anymore. Not faithful to church, not faithful to friends, not faithful to family. Not faithful to jobs. (laughs) Hey, many have been to restaurant stores, or maybe even your workplace, and left so frustrated lately because there's a shortage of workers. Maybe you're working yourself to death because of the shortage of workers. Uh, We was at a restaurant, me and Sister Cheryl, the other night, and they had on the back of their shirt. uh, Do you remember exactly what it said? We're trying to grow taller, but we're still still short-staffed. and people realize that there is a shortage. So there's car prices are higher because the shortage of people not working. The shortage of all kinds of things because people don't get out and do, won't be faithful to things. The divorce rate in America, I found this very intriguing, is down from 50% 10 years ago. 43% of first marriages fail. And that is only because more people are opting to live together or remain single. And that shows even less commitment than marriage. 60% of second marriages end in a divorce, and 73% of third marriages end in a divorce. And the average first marriage lasts eight years. So if you've been married longer than eight years, you better give yourself a pat on the back. We even see that people are not even faithful to what God created them to be. By trying to change their gender to something other than what God created them to be. So we're seeing unfaithfulness to so many things. We live in very challenging times. But to live a life that's more abundant, we need to be faithful to people, to God, to the kingdom of God, to life in general. We're not even faithful to our bodies. That's a whole other subject I could get on today. Uh, Got another quote there. I don't know where it's out on your page. That Kevin Young said, We don't get to pick the age we live in. And we don't get to choose all the struggles we will face. Faithfulness is ours to choose. The shape of faithfulness is God to determine. He determines a lot of times what you have to be faithful to. We must choose to be faithful to God. So... I'm op- I'm trying to open a can of worms today on purpose. Um, we we had a different kind of service Thursday night. We had some young people here, and I I went old school with an old Bible study I'd done with the youth, and I recorded it and chose not to share it on. Um, Sister Chas is laughing because she was here, <coughs> so I, I might I get that for you later. <laughs> But I chose not to put that out on a podcast because I did get playing with a few things, and it was fun. It was fun, but um, I want—I want to provoke you today, and and we're saying that because we're talking about the works of flesh and talking about people cause dissension and all that stuff. I'm not trying to cause dissension today, and but I'm trying to stretch our minds. And if it's maybe an area in your life you're thinking, well, I—I I feel like I can't—I can't live in the overflow there. It could be a particular reason, and I'm trying to to stretch our minds and trying to get you to help give me uh some directions to go and maybe it's something you don't understand i have seven key areas right here there's no doubt many areas that we need to be faithful in these are seven key areas all want right? gonna just briefly go across those and i'm maybe we can get into some stuff today as you're as you're doing this write some questions down on your paper whatever uh if you're not comfortable with with uh, saying anything out loud, write it down. If you don't want to put your name on it, don't put your name on it. Slip it somewhere where I'll find it. Leave it up here. One of us will find it say, hey, this is for pastor. Or if you don't care. Or if you don't care for me knowing, but you don't want other people to know where the question comes from, say, hey, this is my question, but don't let people know where it comes from. All right? That, that okay? So here's the first one. Daniel 6.4 should be on your paper. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was, everybody say it, faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. The first area of faithfulness that is so so important in our life is found by is given to us by Daniel. Daniel, in spite of any uh, decrees that was made. He opened the window towards Jerusalem and he prayed. Those who are not faithful to prayer is subject to the line eating you. It is so important for us to be faithful to prayer. Faithful to prayer is not praying every day a list of things that says, God, give me this, God, give me that. Prayer is communication to God. You can view it like this. If you were in a relationship with you and your spouse and all you ever done, all your relationship ever consisted of was saying, honey, would you go get me this? Honey, would you go get me that? Honey, would you do this? Honey, would you do this? That makes for a stressful relationship. As those who just listened to the podcast that Jake and them had, uh, a marriage is 100%, okay? It's not 50-50, it's 100%. I said this, I've heard people say this lately. Sometimes you're pulling 95 and they're pulling 5 and sometimes you're pulling five and they're pulling 95. But you together makes up 100% of the relationship. This is how it is with God. Sometimes we're asking God for help. And sometimes we just need to tell God how great he is and how much he loves. This is the basis of prayer. And if we're not having that type of prayer. And see, I, I'm trying to not get stepped with this. But if you're struggling with a lot of uh, emotional and mental things, it could be a lack of faithfulness in prayer. Because... 1 Peter 5 and 8, it's on your paper. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary of the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for people who's not praying. He's looking for people who's not doing the things they should do. Jesus spoke this parable in 18, Luke 18, 1, unto them, to this end, that men ought to always pray. Everybody say always. always. And not to faint. When we as a child of God are not faithful to... To so daily prayer, we live a life of much less than what God intended for us and are in danger of being lost even. But if we don't pray daily, uh, that don't mean that if somebody don't have the communication they don't need or, you know, the, the, uh, if they're in their marriage, they don't have a communication like they should have, that don't mean they can't live 30 40 years married. But they may live 30 or 40 years in a not happy marriage. But when communication is figured out, it's daily, you daily communicate, you daily figure out how to to live together, then you can live 30, 40 years happy in your marriage. And prayer is essential, faithful, daily. And this is how them men knew. But Daniel is like, look, this guy, he's faithful in everything. So the only way we know to get to him is we know no matter what we say, he's going to pray. And the enemy tried to get at him like that, but Daniel made it through that, okay? So, first one, prayer. So, and, let me, and, and this may be a subject that somebody, let me just throw it out there. You may say, well, pastor, why do, you, you may, I'm just trying to provoke thoughts and questions. You may say, well, how long should I pray? How much should I pray? What should I pray about? There's all kinds of subjects we can get into with that. And I've talked about prayer enough with some things in life, but, if you struggle in prayer, there is a reason why. And we want to help unpack that. And there's a certain way that you can pray. All right? The second, so we need must be faithful to prayer. Okay? Not prayer when we need things, but prayer daily, consistently. The second, spiritual diet. Daniel 1 and 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Once again, we see Daniel and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was faithful not to eat the king's meat of this world, but they, that they would eat the meat of the Lord. We must have a daily diet of spiritual things, or we will live life less abundantly. Spiritual diet. Everybody say that with me. Spiritual diet. Spiritual diet. This is something that is destroying America. This is something that's destroying um, children of God. Okay? How many has got one of them smartphones close to you? Everybody hold it up. <laughs> It's killing the church because we diet more on that. We diet more on things, and, and the, here's the here's the bad thing: is there's so much good that they can be used for. Um, so don't let that thing destroy you, but use it to read Bibles on it. Listen to Bibles. Sister Valma invited me to two. Uh, um, them devotionals this week i think one of them ends today or tomorrow or something like that I finished one of them already on the bible app if you don't have the bible app you ought to get it and you can do devotionals on there if you're not you're not a good reader man you can you don't there's no excuse anymore for not reading because you you can just plug it in and put it in your ear i would much rather a person have a good daily devotional open their bible up and reading it but if you got such add and you can't understand reading and stuff enough God has provided a way for us now. You can just open the word of God up on your Bible app, put it in here, let it go through your house, and just play it. Get, we need to have a daily diet. Don't just do that when things are bad, okay? Do this daily. It's like putting money in the bank every week. You may not need that money out of that bank, but if you can consistently put that money in there, when you need it, when you're saving for what they say, the rainy days... When you have a tar that needs to be replaced, guess what? you got the money to go do it. It's the same thing with with prayer and our daily diet of what we need in our life. Okay? Because of these men's diet that they had, God gave them wisdom that others looked to them for. All right? Look at Daniel 1, 19 through 20 here. It's on your paper. And the king communed with them. Among them all was found none like Daniel... Haniah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's actually their real names, Hebrew names. Therefore stood they before the king. And all the matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than the magicians and astrologers that were in all of his realm. Because of their daily diet, they refused to take the diet of what the kings of this world. And today, this is our diet. So it's not that type of food. It's like, you've got to be careful what you watch. You've got to be careful what you read. You've got to be careful what you listen to. But we have ways to do this stuff on a daily manner. We can read our Bibles daily. We can listen to gospel music daily. We can listen to uh, uh, watch godly shows out there now. You don't have to watch a lot of garbage. Put some boundaries. You Be faithful to the things of God, all right? That makes sense? And, if, and let me tell you what. If you're struggling with some things in your life, you're struggling, struggling with spirits in your home, go through your dvds go through your playlist okay books brother white tells a story he goes into this house one time that these demons and stuff was inside of their house and he began to pray said what's going on in this place he you know, you can believe this or not i believe it he was praying all of a sudden he started hearing the the cabinet in there shaking and carrying on and he goes in there and he's re- re- rebuking the devil, and he goes in, and all of a sudden, all these DVDs, ungodly DVDs in there, just begin to blow out and spit out out of that cabinet. And Brother White says the spirits was inside of those DVDs and they got them out of that home. It's a daily diet. So we've got to be careful with what we daily diet, what we eat. Okay? The next thing worship. Again, we're going to look at Daniel. Daniel 3 and 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the fairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. Serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Again, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We see them being faithful not to bow down to the gods of this world. And there are so many things that can capture our attention from the world, but we are have to be faithful to God, to the God of heaven, faithful to Jesus, because it causes us to live in the abundance of God when we worship only our God. We have to be faithful every day to worship our God and not be caught up with idol worship in our life. Can I get an amen? Amen. Even if you know it's going to put you in the fire, you can still be faithful. Because, Sister Heather, this is what happened to these guys. They built Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king built an image and said, you're going to worship our God. If you don't, we're going to cast you into the fire. Well, this is what our generation is doing right now. You're going to worship our gods of Hollywood and uh, music and materialism. and we, I mean, we could go on list, with a list of things that we make idols. What is an idol? Is anything that we put in place of God. Anything that gets more attention than God in our lives. And sometimes that not nece- it could be something that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if we put it before God, it becomes a bad thing. Because then it becomes an idol. It becomes something we think about too much. Um, Jimmy Needland sings a song, um, Clear the Stage, and he says that anything we put before, my God, before our God is an idol. Anything I can't stop thinking about is an idol. Okay? So here's the thing, though. If we put God first and we're faithful to him, Daniel 3, 28 through 30, there on your paper. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <clears throat> Sent his angel and delivered his servant that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, listen to what he done. I make a decree that every people, nation, language, which speak anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut to pieces, and their houses shall be made dung because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Their faithfulness to, only, to the only one true god promoted them and caused others to recognize that their god was God. When we're faithful to, to the one true God, no matter what everybody else is doing, we're faithful to God. We will be promoted. That's how God works. The next one, integrity. Genesis 39, 79. It came to pass of these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. She said, lie with me. He refused and said to the master's wife, behold, my master's not what is with me in thy house. And he hath committed all that... He hath to my hand. He says, There is no greater in the house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Joseph was faithful to keep his integrity in the midst of temptation, trials, and tests. We have to be faithful to integrity because there's going to be people that's going to try you. There's going to be people that's going to try to make you angry, but we have to keep our integrity and not get angry. There's going to be people that will hurt you, but we have to give our integrity and forgive them. There's going to be things that we're going to go through in life that's going to cause us to want to let down integrity. Integrity is who we are in the dark, along with character. They know that's, that's who you really are. And they'll try to break that down. And you, that's why it's, it's, you've got to be careful. There's going to be websites you're going to click on and you didn't mean to, but something ugly is going to pop up. So you've got to, your integrity, when nobody's watching, shows whether you click off on that, block that site, block that number, block that person from your past on social media that you don't need to be connected to, because if not, you have to be faithful to your integrity, because if not, it will cause us to live a life not in abundance. Now, I know this is a touchy one, but I, this is a place that people really, really struggle. And that's number five Here's tithe and offering. And I know there probably is all kinds of questions with this. All right. Malachi 3, 8 through 10. Will a man rob God? You have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offering. You're cursed with a curse. That's strong. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation, Bring you all the tithes in the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now wherewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is not enough room, enough to, there shall not, be room enough to receive it. Look at here. We see the principle of what I'm talking about, living in abundance. You can people say, Can can I go to heaven and not pay tithes? I don't want to take that chance. Okay? I don't want to take that chance. And here's the thing: you can live for God many, many years and not pay tithes and just give occasionally to the house of God, but not live in abundance. Alright? But if you pay tithes and offering, this is a promise from God that He will open up the windows of heaven and what? Pour out a blessing on you that you cannot even contain. And this is a place that many people struggle in faithfulness is paying tithes and offering. And there's a lot of questions we can get into this today. Would well, do you pay on a gross, you pay on a net? You pay off this, you pay off that. Well I'm on a fixed income. Do I pay off that? Well, there's all kinds of things like that. And I have I have questions, I have answers for all of it. <laughs> And this could be a subject for all by itself. And you guys know me in 16 years of being here. If I, if I have faltered in money, it's been that I've not talked about it enough. All right? I've not talked about it enough. And what I want to do in the future with this is I don't, I'm never going to harp on it, but I'm also want to do this. I want you to be blessed. And I know your greatest blessing is going to come when we go from a consumer mentality to the one who is, uh, what's the word? A producer. I would challenge you to go back to May of last year on our podcast and go listen to when Brother Ryan Near was here on two consecutive uh, Thursday services. I think one's like the 13th. I don't know what the other one is. I went back and listened to him last year. It was just a Thursday, two Thursday nights. So there wasn't a lot here. Powerful sermons. And he talks about the consumer, and the producers in those sermons. You ought to go back and listen to it. This is not necessarily about tithes, but it's just about a mentality that's in this area right here that people are, want to always give me, give me, give me, but never want to give, give, give to the kingdom of God. And tithing and offering goes beyond that area. And I have seen in 30 years that those who consistently give are blessed. Now, that don't mean, now, I know this one exists. Just because you tithe don't mean you won't struggle financially because we make dumb decisions. Right now, I've made some dumb decisions in my past that I'm trying to pay debts off, but I've never had anything late, anything like that because I've paid tithes from the very first dollar I've ever made in my entire life. But I've struggled because I've made dumb decisions. <laughs> that ain't God's fault. That's mine. <laughs> All right. Church attendance. Let me cross this. One. Not forsaking, Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking assembling yourselves, Together as the manner of some, but ex- as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see that day approaching. What day? The day of God coming back. Faithfulness to the house of God again. It's one of the key components that I have seen in people that has thrived in the house of God. All these areas that I'm talking about, they are faithful in these areas. That don't mean they don't struggle. It goes back to that quote I read earlier. It don't mean they don't struggle, but that means they still strive. Spiritually and they get through this. It's faithfulness. Church attendance. They come every opportunity they can. They put faithfulness above on that. I'm gonna be to the house of God every opportunity I can get. And here's probably the most touchiest one with everything. Here's number seven, holiness. We could spend weeks on this, and it is necessary. Wherefore, come out from among you, second Corinthians six, seventeen. Come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Holiness is separation. And when we are faithful to separate from this world, we're faithful to that holiness no matter where we go, what we're doing. We are holy, okay? And, and people get caught up with holiness thinking that it's only a dress issue. And it's so much more than that. It's attitude. It's your actions. And, yes, it is dress. We have to dress holy, but we've got to act holy. Holy. Because it don't do you no good to be dressed and look like you're all holy moly and cussing people out and treating them bad. Or let's just only talk about cussing. We just treat people bad. Yeah. People who work restaurants, they hate to see churches come in because of the way they treat them. Let me tell you, you may think I'm crazy, but tipping is a holiness issue. If you, got, if, you, if you can go to a restaurant that requires a tip and you don't give a tip, don't go. Go to McDonald's. Amen. Amen. How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> Faithfulness, okay? Because if you can keep going back to that same restaurant you give good tips to them people and you're faithful to that, you can win that waitress or waiter. Yeah, right. Faithfulness starts in the little things. And if we can't be faithful in the little things of God, then, all right, Matthew 24, 44 through 46, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful wise servant, who is his Lord hath made him ruler over the household to give the meat in the due season? Blessed is that servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing what? Find him being faithful. In an unfaithful generation, God's looking for faithful people that will be above everybody else, and they will be the ones that are living in abundance. And if we as the people of God want to live in abundance of God, then faithfulness in these key areas and many more are absolutely vital, okay? And I end this today with this quote and two verses. Bobby, Brother Bobby Wade, many of y'all know him. He's preached here. Uh, he's in phenomenal evangelist and prophet of God. He said, your destiny is tied to your faithfulness in your barren time. Your destiny is tied to your faithfulness in your barren time. Opening scripture, faithful man, I think it's still behind me, shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. We must be faithful, and we will abound in the blessings. And my last scripture is there. I love the Lord. uh, Psalms 31 and 23. I love the Lord, all you saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful now i know i said a lot (laughs) i had a lot of subjects and there's a lot of subjects among any of that so what we've been doing with this here live class is this i got started a little late today so we'll take an extra minute or two with it it's fine um if there's any questions in general that you don't care to say, "Hey, can you clarify?" I don't care a bit. I throw a hand up, comments or anything like that. Keep it on this subject. We want to learn and grow better then, Now, I'm a little longer with this today because I opened up a big big hole with a lot of things. There's a lot of things, and some of it may take more time than the other ones, but yes, ma'am. Which one? My opinion on that? Or yeah. So let me uh let me read that. I don't know I lost it on my my stuff. There it is. Kevin DeYoung. Uh, since you went in the mic, anybody may be listening to this on podcast. We don't get to pick the age we live in, and we don't get to choose all the struggles we face. Faithfulness is ours to choose. The shape of faithfulness is God to determine. My opinion, my guess with that, and one reason I, I chose that is, um, you can't pick where you were born. You can't be, pick God let us be born in this age that we're in right now. Um, my opinion, this is the end time my opinion, he, he has more confidence in this generation than he did in Paul's generation because he put us in the greatest generation ever. And we can't pick who your mom and daddy was. You can't pick exactly where you were born. But we choose the faithfulness to what we have. And I guess my opinion that the scope of this is the shape of that faithfulness he's talking about is God's determinants. He's determined how you're going to be faithful because he put you in this area and said, okay, now what are you going to do with what you got? That's my opinion. I, I may be wrong, but... So in other words, kind of like, when they say that about how you play the cards... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared of the mic. I know you're not. <laughs> so anybody... It, I don't know where the quote is, and I'm kind of paraphrasing it, but it, I think it was an Indian tribe. They always uh, judged their, their strength by the size of their enemy and the fierceness of their enemy. If they were, uh, I, I can't remember where I read it, but, you know, if we had a bunch of enemies, that means we're doing something. We're good. You know, we're, you know. Yeah. I and mean, it's the same way here. I've, I've heard we, some people say that. The more distractions we have, the more, I think, that God has put us in this time because we'll be able to fight the distractions. And brought him, you know, we've been, we've been brought to God for a reason. Yeah. Now, so distractions can pull you out of church. Distractions can put you into church. And because of that, I think that we are in this time now so we can. We have the ability to fight and we have the tools to fight more than they could, uh, you know, 100 years ago. I've heard somebody say it this way with that, too, is uh, the more hardship that life circumstances puts on you and that, that God has allowed you to be in means the more that God has confidence in you because if he didn't put it this way God doesn't allow anything to be on us that he doesn't believe you can't get out of yeah. and I know some of us may be stepping back and looking thinking he's got a lot more confidence in me than I do yeah. and he does yeah. he believes in you yeah. yeah yeah hey you should write down some names for me I got a book the way too that kind of So anybody else got a comment, thought, anything? I mean with some of this. And it it may be one of them things. Now I please. I'm surely among them seven things. There's some things you're like, I'm struggling with being faithful here. Or I'm um whatever. Throw me some, throw me curveballs, throw me something, okay? Um, because if not, I'll probably back up and just go with some of this stuff and just get on the subject a little more deeper. Um, But with your thoughts and comments, it can let me go deeper with it. Challenge me to get out of my box to go deeper in these subjects. That's what I'm doing. This is what I want you to do, and this is what I'm trying to do to you. Challenge you to go deeper in your walk, and you to challenge me to go deeper in, in what I'm doing. I, you're going to. I'm sure, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Talk about what Brother Wade said, too. What, read a quote. Your destiny is tied to your faithfulness in your barren time. Your thoughts. Joseph? Daniel? he was faithful and people Daniel. who were in low places ended up in high places. How about Daniel? How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Dan- Every one of them are good examples of it. Yeah. Your destiny is tied to your faithfulness in your barren times. During- How does it work? It work? Yeah. Um, let me think. How does it work? Think about the barren wound. Think about... Um, see, She's challenged me. This is what y'all need to do. So, I'm a think, think, about, think about Sarah and her barrenness. Really How does it work? You just you have to... My guess, you, my thinking, you just have to go through that no matter... guess your faithfulness to the things of God. This stuff that I'm talking about. Uh, well, let's just take it to where we are now in church. As a church, church body, we've been through two or three years of very hard, barren times. And yet, we've been still coming to the house of God. We've still been paying tithes. We've still been coming to worship the Lord, coming to every service. But yet, we're not seeing the fruit that's coming in. But yet, we just continue to be barren to the things. These lists that I'm talking about here, being faithful to prayer, faithful to uh, the, uh, the diet in our life, keeping the right diet. All these things in our life, we just continue to be faithful. If we'll continue to do that, I guess the scripture comes to mind, Galatians 6 and 9, uh, don't be weary and well-doing because in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Because if we faint, that means we end up losing our faithfulness at some point, right? But if we don't faint in that time. Uh, what seen day on the day, yes. We're exactly. That's, that's actually what I was thinking. We had a first-time visitor last week. First time visitor today. Yeah. A young ladies downstairs and a, and a young lady that is back that has not been in a long time. And we've got some other guests here today. Yeah. And we got some that's not here today, that, so, but yet the crowd. Yeah. yeah. So. They said we, there. Should we did? 26. All right. See, we're going go to go to break our yearly record. And so we just done it today. 26 here today. So, all right. <clears throat> um, you writing a name for me? All right. So anybody else got a comment, question? Please, if you don't get nothing to me now, you can text it to me. Uh, a question? Comment? Thought? I, I want you to do that, please. Please challenge me. If not, I'm gonna make I'm gonna get somebody else to take this Cheryl's class and she can uh. teach it for us. Here. Hey, hey, how about this? How, let's let's go from here. All right, let me let me turn. Those of you that's listening to this, you should come. You can hear all of it.